This is a filmmaker gardener, Dachshund. Hello and welcome everyone to the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. How are you doing? Start of February. 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 Why is that extra R there? I don't know. Welcome to the show. I hope you are well. And that rhymes, which means it's going to be a good one. But before we get into it, I must say a massive big up to uh, Meet the Farmers podcast for supporting the show for the next three weeks. They're going to be about, we're going to be talking about Meet the Farmers for the next three weeks, guys. Uh, And what a great podcast it is. Meet the Farmers is uh, about linking farmers with each other and other people in rural areas with anyone who listens. Anyone. If you listen, they'll link it. Uh, it is a really good podcast. We do talk about it. We've got Ben on the podcast tonight from Meet the Farmers. And it is just, it's like this, like what, well, just like this, but for farming. So if you really want to know what your farmers go through or their thoughts about their own industry, it's an awesome podcast for that. It comes out every Monday at 9 a.m. And there's some incredible stories on there. Like such great stories, like so many behind the scenes stories. Meet the Farmers podcast. Go give it a listen. If you do anything after this show, go give it a listen. Meet the Farmers podcast. It is awesome. But like I say, I won't go, I won't go on about it too much now because we've got him on tonight, Mr. Ben Eagle. He tells us. Everything from why he started the podcast to what the farming industry is actually like to Paul Kelly making a a turkey noise. That's that's the best one for me. It all makes sense in tonight's show. So should we hit intro and then I'll do a little bit of chatting after this? Someone press the button. Facilia. Or Pacilio, you just read it off there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm on. Oh, I can't hear and on. <laughs> I've done something wrong with the thing. Anyway, elephant poo is what I got. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Great, mate. Your, your, your signal is always terrible, but I'm good, my friend. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. You got an allotment? When I go, don't put artificial crust on top of me, all right? You're going to get composted, Lee. Yeah, I'm definitely... Oh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, like I say, hey, do you know what? Here's, to start off with, a slight... Hmm, not an, Maybe a... Is it an apology? I don't know. We're very, like, UK-centric on this show, right? And over the past week, I've had two different people get in contact. One from Australia, lovely Jane from Australia. Hello, Jane, if you're watching slash listening. Uh, And also, I can't really, sorry, I can't remember the other person from the Netherlands. Get in touch. I, I sometimes forget. I'm like, I'm doing this show. I'm talking to you lovely people, and I forget. We don't all live in England. Of course we don't. Of course. Hey, forget about forget about that apology, right? I, I apologise. I'll try and... Well, we do it. Costa. We've got Costa on from his from Down Under. G'day. Not heard back from him yet, peeps. All right. I know we had a much 
excitement on the show last week when we got that email from him. Not heard back from him yet. I'm going to give him a chance. There's a pandemic on. He could be busy saving the garden and world, right? Let's give him a chance. He is on tonight. Not as in we're watching his show tonight. Uh, talk about, obviously, saving water. Pete, the saving water. Uh, so very excited uh, to watch that or to listen to that, I should say, if you're listening on the podcast. Also, like I say, Ben Eagle from Meet the Farmers podcast. Awesome interview. It's kicked off my week on an absolute high. And then it's very slowly, work is slowly eating away at me. Hey, how you doing? How you, how you feeling? Because I'm feeling... I'm not sure, man. Not sure. We're getting there, yeah? We're seeing some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. It's a long old tunnel. It's a long old tunnel, but we're getting there. Um, What a roller coaster, eh? What a roller coaster. One of the things that have has really just, I felt real low in the middle of the week, real low. And just being outside, tidying the shed and the little potter, can't tell you how much it helped me. Can't tell you how much. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been one of those weeks. Ended the week sorting the school plan. Hey, I know, all right? The school plan, yeah? Some of you have been asking me about it because we've not really talked about it on the show much. And so I should give you a little bit of update. We're filming in a couple of weeks, fingers crossed. We're filming. So excited to start filming. Got the team, got the crew back together for filming for the school plan. September. It's coming out the start of September. Pre-order is going to go live, proper live. You will not hear, stop hearing me going about it. Be like that book, guys. Get up. You can still get the book. Hey, we've got a birthday next week of the book. You will not hear me stop going about it. 22nd of Feb, you'll be able to pre-order. All right? 22nd of Feb. Someone asked me, Oh, we don't live in the UK. Can we still do it? And I thought, um, I don't know. <laughs> I've not got an answer for that yet. Anyway, so excited about the school um, school plan. Uh, school garden success plan it is coming. It is on its way. And those wheels, when we talked about it way back, when we talked about it, feels like a long time ago, right? September, we started talking about it on the show. We're going to bring it up. I'll bring it up in next week's show a little bit more, more detail on that. Absolutely pumped for it, though. So excited. So excited. Um, but thank you to everyone that's with your interest and getting in contact about that. I really appreciate your support. It means so much to me. What have we got coming up in tonight's show? We've got, like I say, Ben Eagle. We've got a bit of Costa. Uh, we talk a little bit about how to save water, plus just a little bit of homeschooling too. If you fancy gardening, homeschool, of course, we're not doing that maths rubbish. We <laughs> we <laughs> some gardening homeschool, uh, which is very exciting. Um, so, hey, welcome to the show, and let's get into it. January seems to have just flown by, right? Our supporter of the podcast in February for the next three weeks is uh, Meet the Farmers podcast. If you've not given it a listen yet, then um, Mark said, Jane Jane has impeccable taste. 
Um, if you've not listened to it yet, I've been giving it a good old listen over the weekend. It's an absolute corker. And tonight, for, well, not one night only, I'm sure you'll pop back later on in the month, but uh, for tonight at least, uh, we've got Ben Eagle. Present- Hello, Lee. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Dude, I'm going to be so out-podcasted by you tonight. Because <laughs> I can listen to you, right? Never. Never. Uh, you have no, such, it's not possible. You have such the 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 most beautiful uh, <laughs> voice for podcast and radio. <laughs> it's all it's all to do with the mic, Lee. It's all to do with the mic. I'm sure. I don't, I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> how are you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm good. It's been it's been a bit of a weird day, hasn't it? So I mean, weather wise, it's been a bit sort of yeah, a bit dull. But it's February, so January's over. We're into February. We're into a new month. Also, I can't believe I can't believe you got me on as the first guest of your the guest of the year for for your show. What an honor! It can only go up from here, right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> big time. Oh, yeah, Set the bar low. January went so fast, man. Like I can't even believe. Um, I mean, I think everyone went into Jan thinking that it was going to be. A bit different than it was so we never really got anyone on we just sort of um grooved our way through it yeah i think that's, that's a good way to see last month to be honest um it's sort of yeah sort of sort of how, how i was seeing my show as well last month sort of let's let's just ease into the year ease in and then yeah we'll, we'll get yeah but it's, it's gonna make it's gonna be a good month um, Dude, you've gone sorry <laughs> i'm gonna interrupt you throughout this tonight as well by the way I'm, I'm dreadful at interrupting people uh, dude, the reason we've got you on tonight is one because you're supporting the podcast, which uh, big up here for the next. Uh, Absolutely. Well, also, you're, lo- you're local. to me, right? No, that's not the only reason that I like you, but you're local to me, yeah. I am local. I'm out at Walton on the Nays, Frinton on Sea, Clacton, that sort of way. So just just bang out on the coast, just across from you. Yeah. I mean, to our Australian listeners, that means nothing, but <laughs> to anyone, nothing at all. It's <laughs> a lovely place to live, mate. Um, and also, so meet the farmers. How long has it been going on for? Uh, about four years. So it started like all good things do, or uh, as a con- conversation in the pub. I was living in Bristol at the time, um, and was in the pub with a load of mates and some other randos, which is what you always get in Bristol, which is partly why I love Bristol. Big up any listeners tonight who are from that part of the world, love it. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, but conversation just turned towards farming. I'm from a farming background. So even though I decided not to go into farming straight away in my life, I grew up on a dairy farm, um, which we're not now. Uh, but and that's what we asked. It was like, oh, Ben, Ben, you, you're from yeah, you're from a farming background. And everyone was really interested. And it was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why is this? And uh, and I think I mean. As yeah, as as I mean, podcast. So this is back in yeah, yeah. This, this was 2016, 2016, mid 2016. Um, I was just about starting to get into podcast back then, and had absolutely no no idea what I was doing. But went out onto a friend's farm for the first one. It was uh, my first one. Was let, let's just let's just not go there. <laughs> it took <laughs> took a few just to get into it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, and then it was just became yeah, just became a little bit of an obsession, really. And I've just travelled about the place, went and visited loads of different farmers. But it was all about just getting those stories out there. 
um, which in farming we've been pretty crap at, to be honest, for for ages. Um, yeah. But there are some amazing, amazing people out there in the countryside, and it's just about yeah, just about telling their stories and meeting them, and it's just it's just genius. I, I really, really love it. It's um, I couldn't like I've, I've listened to quite obviously quite a few more more episodes in the last few weeks, and there is such a um, it's sort of like obviously I'm in gardening, and you're in farming. And, yeah. I'll try and look exactly the same for you. There's so many stories that no one really hears about. And yep. and sometimes we go around and garden and go, oh, we're so underrepresented in, in this gardening world. I'm guessing you feel feel the same, right? Big time. No, absolutely. I think it's yeah, and that's that's what that's why I love that's why I absolutely love the podcasting world as well. It just gives, yeah, whoever you are, you can have a voice. And it's yeah, it's such it's so great to be able to just think, right. Who are we gonna? Who are we gonna speak to today, or who are we gonna get on soon? And you can get, yeah, you can just find. For me, it's the it's it's the little stories which which are the best ones. Yeah, definitely. Do you find? Do you what sort of reaction when you ask someone can I come and record a podcast with you? What sort of reaction do you get? <laughs> you know what? When I started this thing, I thought everyone was just gonna say who who is this guy? What the hell are you doing? Uh, but you know, other than other than one, I think I've had one. <laughs> One rejection in four years. Everyone, everyone has just been so, yeah, come on, show me exactly what you want to, yeah, show me everything. Yeah, they're, they're all, it's an open book and they just love, love just showing off what they do. Because if there's one thing that I've found, definitely yeah, farmers are obsessed and absolutely love just showing what they do because they do it like 24 seven, pretty much. This is their lives. This is pretty much all they do most of the time. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's just really nice just to be able to, to show the world the rest of that just proper proud about it yeah big time g'day there mate that's right it's that time again time to cross the bingo g'day we're gonna learn everything you need to know about worm juice here's cheers cheers oh no costa Surely not. Surely not. He's not going to do that, is he? That's fine. We'll find out later. (laughs) Please say you didn't, Costa. Please. I'm not talking about apple juice or orange juice. I'm not talking about apple juice or orange juice or black currant juice i'm talking about or any other juice any other juice i'm not talking about them i'm talking about as you can think of i'm talking about the good oil worm juice what's going on I love this. And broccoli, cabbage and spuds, whole meal bread. I like to feel good. Now, when you set this up, what, what do you put in the bottom? We've used straw. Yep. Uh, put the straw in a couple of inches, a bit of compost, throw the worms in, and then just keep feeding them fruit and vegetables on a regular basis. Beautiful. One of the best ways to break down organic matter is to use composting worms to convert food scraps into nutrient-rich worm castings. That is a lot of worms, isn't it? Worm watch, guys. We're going to go well over time tonight, so just stick around. Worm watch team. My, I don't know what's happened to my worms. They are the laziest worms ever. Remember them worms I bought for 12 quid last year on the show? 
laziest worms ever. Still not even eating their Christmas dinner. Jokers. Absolute jokers. Anyway, they make some good worm juice, but I've got nothing to put on at the moment. Commonly known as worm poo. Okay, you've got these bags on the top. Is that to keep sunlight out? It's to keep sunlight out, to stop the, the uh, birds coming in for, for a meal, and it also helps to keep them cool, particularly in the hot weather. So you keep these bags moist? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Are, all them, are all them yellow boxes all full of worms? This is on another scale, mate. Yeah! Three months and a million poos later, we're at the final stage of the process. The worms have done their job, and what we've got is just this rich <laughs> Do worms like cocktail sausages? I don't think you should put cocktail sausages to feed worms. <laughs> That's Beto's best comment of the week. <laughs> oh, you make me laugh, Beto's. And it's filled with worms. As I put them into the sieve, have a look at that. There's just worms everywhere. Now we've got to take it over and we harvest it with the sieve because we need to keep our worms to go back into the boxes to start again. My most favourite thing I did in 2020, sieve soil. My new favourite thing. As Joy pans away with her tray, underneath is falling through these worm castings. This worm poo is gold. It is potent. Now, around your tree at home, you only need a little palmful like that, and the tree will jump out of the ground. Equally, a small amount around your vegetable garden, and you'll have vegetables growing like you wouldn't believe. So this is what I've been waiting for, worm juice. And there you have it. Talk to me about this liquid gold. This is worm pea. <laughs> okay. Which are all these boxes have got drain holes in them and it goes down into the gutter. And this is just pure compost. Um, and we dilute that down. About how much? Approximately 10 parts to one uh, and just pour it straight onto your garden. On I think we, know, we all know what's going to happen. And I think Costa knows what's going to happen too. But why are you doing this, Costa? Why? Around your plants. He's going to drink it. We know it. He's going to drink it. Obviously. And um, that's all you need to do. Stand back and watch it all grow. So it's pure gold. Here's cheers. Cheers. You can, you can actually... <laughs> Did he actually drink it? I know. You can actually drink it because worms have no known diseases. So it's pure Go on, Costa. Oh, even better. I'll go again. Cheers. Thanks, Joy. <laughs> he failed, didn't he? He failed. <laughs> oh, he, he, the beard hit it. He never drank it. <laughs> oh, Costa. <laughs> Later in the show. Love worm juice, though. Really great. Advert Lee here saying hello, how you doing? Hope you're enjoying the show. Now, you know when you're walking down the street and you say, cool mate, you're looking pretty cool. You must be wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, probably one of these. And you go, good t-shirt mate. Good t-shirt. Well tonight, 
I'm asking you to support the show by going, good show, mate. Good. Well, if you listen to the podcast, obviously you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing a thumbs up. Good show, mate. Good show. And you can do it too right here by giving the video a good old thumbs up, a good old share to your mum, to your nan, whoever is your friends on Facebook or in YouTube or whatever, and go and subscribe. That's that's what you can do. If you're listening on the podcast, you can share the audio. But just share the show that supports Lee more than anything. Thumbs up. You said that when... So your your family's obviously in farming, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, dad dad was the last of the last of the dairy farmers, um, dare I say it. Uh, the cows, cows went when I was uh, about 12, 13, I think, in the yeah, late 90s. Yeah. And then... Uh, so we're, we're now sort of skip, skipping ahead. Um, so the farm, farm is still in the family. We're an arable farm. Um, and, but we grow some weird and wonderful stuff as well. Well, including one, one crop called sea buckthorn, which I'll give a shout out to because no one will have heard about that or you never know. Yeah. I mean, it, to be honest on your show, people are more likely to know about sea buckthorn than other people because yeah, it could be, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested actually yeah, if, if anyone has heard of sea buckthorn, Please, yeah, please let Lee know because, yeah. yeah, it'd just be great. What do you um, see form for? So it's uh, it grows wild on on the coast, up and down. It's a bright orange berry. Yeah. Um, with It's a shrub which grows up to sort of two meters or so. And we harvest it for its berries, which is – and it's in essence, it's, it's, a, it's a health product. So it's got 190 different bionutrients within it. It's, it's after rose hips, I think, has the second highest concentration of vitamin C of any berry. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really, really interesting thing. It's uh, they, they grow more, more sea buckthorn in China than we grow wheat in this country, which sort of puts wow. it into perspective, yeah. And yet no, one, no one's heard of it here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, mate. <laughs> so that's what you you grow now. So when when you were younger, how come you didn't get into farming straight away? I think it was because it, it's a story that I see again and again and again. Is that you're in farming, you will you will hit these times which are so hard, and you you end up losing. You lose a lot of money. It's the stress is stress is massive, um, and I think I I grew up seeing that. Um, a lot when i was growing up um and also there was yeah just I, there was there was a good chance that the farm wasn't going to be here so i sort of thought well i'm going to go out and try other things which which i love doing anyway and then ended up uh, going into conservation worked with the wildlife trust for a bit worked with the national trust a bit uh, did a bit of this did a bit of that i love traveling about um and uh yeah sort of yeah moved down to the west country lived in norfolk for a bit um but then i ended up actually i worked on a few farms for just random yeah and at the time of my life when i was just just working random jobs so i went up to scotland for a bit uh i worked on a goat dairy farm in somerset for a bit that was random right. uh, <laughs> um, uh i worked on a yeah at an apple place in in herefordshire so just yeah just and i just i got to, i got the bug i just got the bug big time and just meeting loads, yeah, loads of people, and I just, yeah, I just loved it, and thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe it's worth giving this a shot, and and so, and then I've just sort of, yeah, and then ended up coming back to Essex, 
in the end and have sort of carved out yeah carved out a new sort of business line here so it's it's still early days but it's it's just a great it's a crazy life it is a crazy life but and that's that's part yeah it's partly what the podcast is about is yeah. about shouting about something that is because I mean, it's, if there's one thing i actually love it's just i love i love just talking to people whoever whoever you are wherever you're from i'm really interested in in what in people's backgrounds people's interests why is it they're really interested in something um why is it that everyone on this show for example is is yeah is, is interested in what they're interested in um yeah so it's uh, that, that but but telling telling those farming stories um was yeah it's, it's just great i love it everyone's got a story man didn't they that's, that's the thing yeah. I, what i found i don't know if you found this as well is uh everyone's got a story but no one really goes into massive depth unless now all of a sudden you've got a podcast and then people are like yeah i'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you everything i'll tell you everything <laughs> yeah yeah what's been your, what's been your favorite person you've ever interviewed out of, of over four years is there someone that stands out the most Oh, that's a big one. That is a good one, and I probably, I probably should know. Yeah, I should probably know. But it's, I think, I'm gonna. The, the cop out question is that everyone is, everyone is brilliant for their own reason. But I did. Um, there was, oh, there was, there was this lady in, up in, she was up near Lowestoft. Um, she has, I think, like half a dozen cows, um, and I turned up. I turned up for morning milking. Really, it's a crack of dawn. Um, just went into the yard. There was no one around. Thought, which is, to be honest, that's 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 the case mostly. And then this woman just yeah was just walking walking through the yard, and she just yeah just hit yeah hit hit my car on the on the bonnet. And said okay right time to come out. Didn't say a thing. Just said follow me. <laughs> went straight down to the barn, and I think I asked her. I asked her one question, something like how long have you been here, or how did you come here, and she. <laughs> She just went on one for 45 minutes and flat record. <laughs> and I, I honestly couldn't get a question in one way or another. <laughs> it was like, it was quite an early one. But she was here, but, but her story was just, she was, yeah, she'd been, she, she worked in catering. She was homeless for I think two or three years. Um, just absolutely amazing story. Um, and such a great attitude to life. It's a great yeah. way of seeing the world, um, and yeah, I think I think I think I, I take I take a little bit out of about of every about everyone, but I also find it doesn't, and I'm sure you probably find this with speaking to people as well. It doesn't matter almost, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. There are there are certain things that are just we're all similar in, um, yeah. and when you get someone to talk about their story, their interests, where they come from, and you get that little light light up in their eyes. Um, yeah. that's just what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, it's all that's that passion starts to flow out, doesn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. Passion yeah. stories, man. Um what um so over four years. Yeah, you, four uh, years. <laughs> how how many podcasts have you done over four years? Like last week you went week went weekly, right? Yeah. So that that's that's been the big difference. And it's why, yeah, I mean I've sort of yeah, I've, I've, I've sort of followed a bit of your journey through the over time as well. Um, we we also share we also share the same guy wrote wrote our wrote our jingles. What are the chances of this? I know Ben. I'm not <laughs> so Ben Ben Ben's the drum or was the drummer in in my brother's band. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. the chances, man. 
yeah so yeah so that's yeah that, that's sort of how and that's that's actually i think how i first got to know of you and the pod and your podcast through ben i think that must have been it but anyway i can't remember what the question was um what were we talking about we were talking about um, a number of episodes that was it yeah boom we're there uh so yeah it only went weekly from last year and that was mainly because so the format of like the first 55 60 odd episodes i suppose they're all on location recorded on location um and it was it was a bit mad because like you know this yeah i mean podcasting is it it takes up a lot of time and also Derek, when you're traveling around it, it costs a fair bit as well and i was just just doing it really yeah it's just just done on, on the side um and it was but it just got a bit extreme so i was i was driving up to like north yorkshire and back for the day um when i could just grab a bit of time when i've got some time off so i'll go and do that yeah. um but when lockdown happened and i so i'd sort of been thinking about doing them more remotely anyway mm-hmm. uh, but when lockdown happened obviously it forced us all brand new situation um so i thought right okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be disciplined about this for actually it's gonna happen and i'm gonna go weekly and yeah, so it's now up nine o'clock on, on Monday mornings and it, it, it took a bit of time, but I'm now, now, now sort of in the flow. So we're now at about, I think Monday's episode will be, uh, yeah, well, next Monday's will be episode 106. Um, wow. yeah, so, so it was about, it was about 50 to 60 odd episodes in the first three and a bit years, three and a half years, <laughs> and then another 50 or so since, um, since then. How have you found not actually physically seeing people? I've changed this podcast around quite a bit in the last year because of obviously what's been going on. Yeah. Uh, how have you found that? Because it's not, I don't know about you, but it's not quite the same experience. It's not, is it? No. Um, and to, to be honest, it's been going on so long now. I've almost, I've almost forgotten. I'm, I'm doing, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm starting to make a, a music podcast um, as, as well. And I'm, I'm doing the first the first episode uh, of Wednesday with my brother, mostly because I can then do it face to face because he's in my bubble. So, um, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about doing, doing one face to face again. So it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good experience, but um, I don't know. Part of it. I mean, yeah, part of, the, part, part of it is it's yeah, it's every, everyone knows how to use zoom or teams or whatever you're using now or yeah. Um, so that's, that's sort of easier, but at the same time, you don't get when you're, when you're, when you're face to face, you can have a bit more banter. You've got, you could have a bit more pre-chat, um, and you get, and also it's just, it's all those other things, especially when you're going out into a farm, dare I say, it's those other sounds you can get. It's the smells, it's the whole feel to the place. And I think when, when you speak to people on their own home turf as well, they're different as well so that's a slight i think i think we're different we're different when we're speaking on screen to perhaps how we are if you're face to face um with someone um you can't have a tea or co- well you can have a tea or coffee but you'll you can't have their tea or coffee <laughs> i yeah. once went i once went to a farmer in norfolk who had trained um as a barista it was amazing and wow. so it's like yeah the best coffee ever thank you very much um but uh yeah no i i definitely miss the face-to-face stuff um but i think i think when it all starts again i think i'll probably i don't know about you and i was going to ask you this actually but yeah whether because i I think i'm going to do a more of a mix so i think 
I think I will do the virtual ones as like probably a standard, but then I want to go on when I do the on location ones, I'll do a bit of a road trip um, yeah. and then sort of then record quite a few at once and then play them back. But yeah. What, what about you? How's has it been for you? I'd, uh, it's, it's been different, different, man. Like, I do enjoy seeing people and meeting them at shows and doing interviews face to face. I've also enjoyed this. Like, I enjoy doing yeah. this sort of thing um, and chatting to different people and getting different people's voices on. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. difficult. I think, to be honest with you, and this is what I wanted to do with the podcast pre-lockdown, uh, and we might have to pre, well, pre-COVID, you might have to wait a, a few more years for it, but I'd really love to take this sort of thing on stage and do it in front of an audience. Um, so that's the future of it. I, you know, the, the best part of it is like the one thing that usually when I'm seeing people at shows, it's great, but you're sort of rushing an interview because then they're off to go and do something else. Do sort of get people's concentration a little bit more when you're like this. It's tough. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Because you're, 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 I don't know. It's different. I'm not going to usually. Yeah, your old live show in Colchester was so good. I I didn't actually get to come in the end, but yeah, I think I think, I think it did stop by the by the time I was like, I really want to go. But yeah, yeah. Is, that, is, is that is that going to come back? Oh man, do you know what? I I, I forgot about it actually until I yeah. sent me something the other day. It must have been this this time. I don't know, three years ago maybe. I'd love to. I'd yeah. love to come back. It was wicked. Cost a fortune to put on. That's the only thing. So um. I don't know. Was, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was uh, it's fun, but we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, there yeah. we go. I don't know. Oh, oh it's a phone call already. Get on. Wait, hang on. Hold your horse. Hello. Good evening, Mister Mister. Um, I'm going to call you Sunday then. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> I can't. We've never had a phone call this quick on a Thursday. Well, I'm asking. I'm after advice. That's what I'm after. Oh, you're the wrong social. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, mate. You alright? Yeah, I'm great, mate. Absolutely great. I've had, had a cracking week so far. Oh, good man. Nice one. Yeah, three classes this week instead of two, so extra gardening got done. So it's great. Oh, you sort of you're almost back into the groove, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Apart from tomorrow, we got a big inspection tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow is the inspection that we've been. Yeah, it's called for. Challenge Partners. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be grilled for twenty minutes. So mm. I've rung up for advice from from out there. <laughs> yeah. From from you know, one thing that as a parent or uh, a, a gardener that you would want your children to learn at school. One thing. Well, you, you think you? I feel like you already know what I'm going to say. No, not really. I'll... Apart from your book, obviously. No. <laughs> No, but what thing would I want my daughter to learn at school? Yeah, apart, yeah, yeah. I'd want her to come away from primary school learning that, uh, how to grow some veg. I want her to know how to grow that because it's something I never learned at school. Right? How would you sell that then to the inspector? I'd say, to get it put to get it put as part of every school life. I'd say if we want children to eat healthy. Yeah. And be healthy, then we need them to grow healthy. Oh, mate! Huh? Just that's come off straight off the top of my head. You can have that. That's for free. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'll send you a check later. That's it's true though, right? Like we we the, yeah. always in the not as there is garden and stuff in the papers. Don't get me wrong, 
But, you know, Jamie and Joe are doing, Joe's doing the exercise. Jamie's always saying, come on, be healthy and stuff. But we don't mm-hmm. think about if children really knew where their food comes from, really not even know where, knew where it comes from. We know it comes from a field. Great. Okay, cool. But actually knew how that plant grew. One, they'd be more yeah. likely to eat it. I've always said that. And two, they're gonna they're gonna grow up healthy, right? Because they're gonna be growing their stuff and they're gonna be eating what they're growing. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is. You know, I've got my job tomorrow is to sell, basically, to sell what we do. Yeah. To them, four inspectors. They get they four inspectors come from four different schools. Right. So we've got. I've got to sell what I do to them, so they go back and do the same. It's such a shame the kids aren't really in, isn't it? Because you just. I'd just say, chat to this lot. <laughs> it, that's it. If I could, if I could have done a five-minute video with yeah. the kids, I'd have been so I'd sold it easily. That's it. It would have. Um... You know, we we'd be on. No, what day were we? Thursday. Yesterday, they built a no-dig bed from scratch. Oh really? You know, yeah. I'm I'm trying to show them the difference between. You know, conventional digging your garden for your veg, and then a no-dig veg garden. So, and 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 we're also going to do a peat-free compost and peaty compost on a tomato challenge to see. This is why we should just use you know peat-free compost because it's no different to what you buy normally. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that's also really important. Mm, so th- that's my challenge at the moment is to get this no-dig off the ground. Yep. So for, it's not just for me because my back's dodgy, yeah. but like for classes R1 and 2, it can't pick up a big spade or a fork and dig the ground over. No. They can still garden. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. And also, right, um, you know about the peat-free thing, yeah? Because obviously you know I've been doing this school plan thing. Yeah. And I've been banging to this peat-free lesson that I've been doing. So Ooh. important to teach kids that because – I don't feel like, I mean, Olive would never know what peat even is, do you know what I mean? Or peat bogs or anything like that. And what would the damage we do to our environment from having to dig that up? And, uh, Mm. you know, we want children to care about the planet, right? And they care about the, 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 um, all the animals, everyone talks about the whales and everything in the sea and the plastic that goes into that, right? But we're not even thinking about, Yeah, island. That's right. Um, so the, I can't. If it was there, it must have been there when you come in March. But we got a big pile of chippings that we did last year's, not this year's, last year's Christmas trees. Yeah. So that is then going on the no dig bed. So mm. it's like I'm doing the whole thing with them, the whole recycle everything. Um, and they said, "Well, well, it won't be any good. It's not proper compost." I said, but "It will be in time." Yeah, that's it. It just takes. Uh, you time. know. It's, yeah, and it's it's so great for them to learn that from from such a young age. Do you know what I mean? Because if you think about it, like like big up to my mum and dad, like I love them, right? But they never obviously taught. They're not really gardeners. My dad like gardens, sure, mm. but he yeah. didn't really grow plants. And so I almost feel like I'm in a a missed generation. Yeah, yeah. So if um, so obviously I've not. I've not learned about gardening. So there's been a lot of 30-somethings not teaching their children about gardening as much. 
But yeah. so we have to look at the children because they're going to be. If I mean, talk about my daughter Olive. I want her to teach her kids about gardening, and it goes back on down there. So I sort of think we need to yeah push that. You know, that's going to save it, it the planet. Is. And I like the way. I'm not trying to blow you into a bit, but the way you do it is is great because you're not forcing it. Yeah, you're making it fun, so it's they're not even realizing they're learning anyway. Yeah, you know, in 15 years time or 20 years time, when she looks back. She remember how you sowed that carrot or tomato or whatever. Yeah. But she she knows she's done it, but at the moment she doesn't realise she's learning. That's it. <laughs> it's like, it's... And we've talked before, yeah. Stuart, we, about what you do with um, the kids at your school is just give them the seeds yeah. and let them get on with it. And if, yeah. if if they grow, then they they grow. If they don't, if they've sown them wrong mm. for a long time of year, then they're going to learn from that. I think that's, I remember you saying that once on the show, and I thought it was such yeah. a – so we got pumpkins. Pumpkins were planted last Thursday. This to tell you how hot it is in our classroom. They're already two inches high. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't got the heart to tell the children, because they've asked me to put them in the polytunnel, yeah. that they will die. It's a long old slog until October. Because it's going to be a shock. Because going from like 26 degrees to two. Well, that is all, that, I mean, that is a really good point. That's one thing that we do forget is the... I mean, it's like us. Imagine, right, this is a good way of explaining it, is if we're inside yeah. the house, I mean, my house is boiling at the moment, and walking around in a T-shirt, I wouldn't pop outside yeah. in a T-shirt. And it's a bit like a, a, a mm. plant, isn't it? It's like if yeah. you're sitting in, in a T-shirt inside, it's going to want to be a bit warmer and it's put outside oh. for a long time. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, been, it's been fun the last couple of weeks because I'm having 10, at the most, 10 children at a time, and yeah. there's two of us. So it, it's just lush to get jobs done, you mm. know? Um, but so if anybody's out there has got quotes for me to get to get over tomorrow, yeah, I've got twenty minutes to sell what you and me do to everybody else, mate. You'll do it. <laughs> like your passion is so strong. Like mm. also, I think yeah, those. It, also, do you know what I think with them sort of things is don't overthink it. No, no, it's it. it I've I've known for like probably a month that what my but my time's changed three times and and tomorrow morning it, you know and I'm booked in at 9:40 I know it's not going to be till 10 o'clock because everything runs late yeah so I will be nervous but once I get going I'll be fine mate just rock you know? in like that's, this is the one of the things that I've learned right so mm. sometimes there's there's say I'll do an interview and I'll get really nervous about doing it and mm. the ones that I'm the ones that I do too much prep for I always muck up yeah, the ones that I don't do much for is is fine because my passion and the questions and everything comes out yeah. then. And it's a bit like you, oh, you'll be fine, man. Mm. I think good luck to you. Let's yeah. know you get on, yeah. I I will. I'll let you know how we get on. But of course, we won't know for well. I won't know because only you work till lunch. So, yeah. well, um, I just want to know how you won't... felt. You win. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we do fine. I'm sure the actual school will do fine. But I'll let you know how I feel. Well, I'll speak to you next week anyway. But. Um, I'll let you know. Passion, mate. It will come out, mate. If you, Don't see, worry. if you see, you know, big things on social media that I'm drinking heavily, you know it went passion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, good luck, sir. We look forward to hearing how you got on next week. Okay, mate. <laughs> bye, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, I love Steve. <laughs> oh, good luck to him for that. He did mention that last week, didn't he?
Well, hang on a minute. We didn't finish that song, did we? Cheers by that, by the way, Suggs. Where's the music coming? <laughs> right, yeah. So anyway, before I was rudely interrupted. Ideas. Costa's got to stop that water. So today, an Arabic-speaking water auditor from the Greentown Project is going to help us realise some water efficiencies around Norma's home. Interestingly, Norma Gantus knows a thing or two about water conservation. You see, she moved here in 1989 from Lebanon, where water was in very short supply. We used to have this problem in Lebanon, like uh, we used to have only around three hours the water on, like to use it, and after they, they used to cut it. So I think in here, sometimes I use the same way I used to do it there. Despite her best water conservation efforts, I mean, not knocking it. I imagine, I can't even imagine that. It's crazy. We're so overprivileged here. But if she if she says she did it, does it the same? Why is she? Norma realises the Nothing. <laughs> obvious benefits of reducing their usage further. It's good for their f future and for everybody, I think. So if we save water and we save money too, so we'll be very happy. Save the water and save some money. Save the water, save some money. We spend the money on something else. Like bottles of water. I can buy bottles of water with the money I save from saving the water. <laughs> and the great news for not only the Gantos family, but for all of us, is that it is possible to save 25% of your current water usage just by following a few simple steps. If he says, oh, this is imagine if he did. If he said, if he says, Put a brick in the toilet in Zalafame, Beddoes. I'll give you 50 quid. All right? Said it. I've said it now. Oh, my God. That's a hell of a pet. I've said it now. If he says, Zalafame a brick and put it in the toilet, 50 pounds coming your way. Amazingly, 31% of all water used in the household is actually used right here in the shower. Norma's old shower head was churning out about 15 litres a minute. Now, this one's only putting out about 9 litres a minute. On top of having a water-efficient shower head, if the Gantuses shave two minutes off their shower time, then they will save 40,000 litres a year. Yeah, but there's nothing more... I love a good old shower. I love a bath better. There's nothing that ruins a good old shower than having a timer sitting next year, Costa. That equates to over $100. I'm in. <laughs> when it comes to brushing their teeth, like my brothers, sometimes they'll like forget to turn the tap off and we would have to just walk in and, you know, tell Enough. them you didn't turn but the tap off. At the moment, this tap is throwing out about 10 to 12 litres a minute. If we change... If I sellotape the end up, it won't. The aerator that I've got here, so it's a simple task. All we do is unscrew this old aerator, get the new one, screw it in there, turn it on. No matter how hard we turn it on, full bore, that's only going to pour out a maximum of five litres a minute. So it's almost half the amount of water out of this one tap alone. By doing this, the Gantosses will save over 20,000 litres 
there's a year and at least $50 to boot. I'm in. Did you know that a leaking system can waste? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's got the back of the toilet off. If he's got a brick next to his knee down by his, and he puts it in the bag, I'm going to owe Beddo's 50 quid. I could have made a big mistake here. Suck says, I much prefer a bath. Also, it's easy to, <laughs> to reuse, reuse the water from the bath in the garden than it is from the shower. Hey, right. This is a good point, right? You can use grey water, yeah? In the, in the, it's called great war, isn't it? In the garden. Has anyone ever re? Man, this is a big thing, right? But I think it's. I think I'd like to do this. Has anyone thought about rerouting that bath water outside into like a tank or something? That would make sense, yeah, because it just goes down. It's just wasted. If they. And new houses, right, they should put... This is a good... Right, tell me if this is not a good idea. But surely, on new houses, why don't they put the waste of the bath... Listen up, property developers. Why don't you put the waste of the bath... Yeah? Go down the side of the house, under the ground a little bit, and go out into the, the lawn. And then when I have a shower... It's quite a, might be quite a run, but it might not be. When I have a shower or a bath, a nice long, nice long bath, it will just go into the lawn, and then I won't have. To, then I'll always have a nice lawn over. This is this is a well, this is a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, this must have been written by J. Cowie Rowling, mustn't it? Oh no, by Lee, the skinny jean gardener. How to get kids gardening book. I tell you what, it's an absolute awesome read, and you should get your hands on it. It's on offer right now. Go click the link, you know it, you know, yeah, you know. Go click the link in the comments or in the description. You get your hands on it. Let's see what people are saying. Oh, that Sam and Mark, Sam from Sam and Mark says, oh, Lee's passion for gardening is infectious. Probably shouldn't say that word at the moment, it's not the best. Infect. You don't want to be saying you're infectious, because it's um, yeah, probably wear a mask around it. But it's that good. It's infectious. Go get your hands on one right now. What right now? We're at the end of the minute. Right now. Oh my gosh. I, I, I actually got really shocked there. We never get a phone call on a Wednesday. <laughs> well, you're talking about one of my favourite subjects. Well, uh, I, well, yeah, that's true, actually. Right. I, we've ne and This is something we've never talked about, me and you. Yeah. But this is an idea, isn't it? I, I think it is an idea, and I do think it should be done. I would want... I, I do know there's people out there that have made some sort of valve, so when they pull the plug from the bath, they can pull this valve at the same time it fills up a tank, yeah. which I then go. Um, but, of course, it also has the option to close the valve if you don't want anything to be used in the garden. So let's say you're doing something particularly nasty in the bath water. Um, hold, right, hold on. You can't say a comment like that. What What do you mean? What? Using chemicals or something. What sort of chemicals? 
Could you wash yourself in? Um, you may not be washing yourself. You might be, I don't know, sticking caustic soda down the um, trap to clear out the drain or drain mm. cleaner, 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 cleaner that you don't want going into your grass. Uh, good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, that's why I'm here. Um, so a valve. Okay, you have a valve for those certain times. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you can bypass it. I wouldn't recommend storing bath water because I'm led to believe it can smell. I mean, especially oh. if it's got all your, your um, skin fat and stuff. Oh, you, well, no, I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying, no, I'm not saying store it. I'm saying go straight out, mainly for the lawn. Yeah. Because you can yeah. imagine, like, in the summer, you probably, the lawn, if we could spread it across the garden a bit, keep yeah. it quite well watered. I love, I love, and I love a bath, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um, yeah, I think, I think it will. It'll be better to use on the lawn or ornamentals. I wouldn't use it on the vegetable patch personally. No. I know people in the past used to when water was very expensive, but I, I, I also think. I mean, this is the way I look at it. I have lots of. Um, rainwater butts as you know hence I'm the butt king and I want to save that water for my veg patch so if I can use my bath water on the lawn or on the ornamentals it's going to make my rainwater last that little bit longer there's something about using an ornamentals you can't use it all the time on them because of the soap which could uh, do something to your plants it depends on what soap you're using Mm. now if you're using a um, natural soap um or you know you you might be okay but i do i think that's a valid point but i certainly don't see a problem on the lawn is the links africa uh uh shower gel Sorry. is that is that um is that something i that can be very fun? much i very much doubt it we'll get on, we'll get him on the phone next week and ask him get on, yeah give it a try <laughs> that could be well imagine an experiment like actually should we do an experiment i might do an experiment like that this year and see same month bath water what happens yeah yeah go for it um, stay tuned everyone stay tuned yeah I, I mean one thing that's always annoyed me and i think modern house builders should be thinking more about this is why on earth do we have this rainwater that come down our rooftops and it goes straight down the drain not used yet we pump perfectly good fresh drinking water to our houses and then we flush the toilet with it yeah we know last week costa put that wicked massive tank on the side of that house yes i've been looking at those since are they a lot of money uh about 900 pound i found them i don't maybe that's not i mean considering how many water butts you've got Probably if you add up the cost of all them water butts, if you got them all new, I know you didn't, but no. Um, yeah. if, I think they should be. I think they them sort of things should should be like standard in in at least a water butt, at least a water butt yeah. should be standard. Well, I, I, there's a company near me actually. I've, I really want to get them to come to my house and do something. Yeah. And they can put like an underground water butt under and that catches the rain off our roof, and then. Repipe it to our toilet and our washing machine. Got oh, yeah. Um, and it filters water as it comes out, so you're not getting any of the dirt or anything at the same time. So, I mean, obviously, it's no good for drinking, but I'm not going to be using it for drinking. It's flushing the toilet and washing my clothes. Yeah, exactly. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Yeah, I think I don't even know. I don't know why we're in twenty twenty one and houses are still being built as if we're not thinking about it. Um, money. It's always down to the money, isn't it? The big mm. water companies are probably not pushing it because they can make more money selling us water, and the house builders that will cost them more to put in. Yeah, I know. It's a shame, really, but isn't it? It is. It is. But it's the same. I think every house built should have solar panels on the roof or some sort of way that it's produced electricity. It's not going to happen. All no. the time, it's not like this. No, it's costing it. When you feel know how much new houses cost as well, you'd think it'd be kitted up with all this sort of stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I don't know, anyway, I'm think- I don't know how I'd do it yet. I yeah. do. It. It's actually not that difficult. I just... Well, no, it is a bit difficult, I suppose. I don't know. I'd like to do how to do to use the bath water in a better way than it's used currently. Yeah, I mean, what I would think is that you have like this valve, like I said earlier, that they, you have to dig up your lawn. Yeah. You run pipes underneath the lawn that come off from this valve that act as like a seeper hose yeah. and just seep water into there. Um, almost, you'd have to do it almost like, you know, like under floor heating. Yeah. You could almost do it right. like that. I don't know if the pressure would be. You might have to get I don't know. No. But anyway, uh, just getting it out, I'll just, I'll just have a pipe just run it. Just One area would be really green. The rest would be yellow. Yeah. be something. Yeah. It, it, it's a thought, isn't it? Yeah. But you're right. Storing it is a, a no-go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the easiest way I, I still think is to get lots and lots of water butts and store as much rainwater as possible. Yeah, rainwater, man. Like rainwater is definitely something that we. Um, like I say, I'm. I want to get some more water butts now. I'm going to try and. Uh, how many have you got? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I think eighteen. Um, eighteen. You know. Thank. Oh, oh, I won't. I won't be able to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I take up most of my garden. I don't know where you hide yeah. them all, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a game we have to play next time you're down. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thanks for calling in. No worries. Have a good one. Much love, man. Um, you can call in too, guys, if you've got uh, any thoughts uh, tonight. A lot about. I love. This is something that each year I try and try. And last year. I had a water butt that I'd had for literally four years sat sat, sat unplugged. And since I plugged it in, I've never looked back. Never looked back. Painted it black as well. So when it gets sunny, try and heat that water up. Doesn't didn't quite work, but sort of blended in. Do you find um uh farmer wise? So this is something like I said earlier, like gardeners always seem a little bit underrepresented, a little maybe not that's actually not true misinterpreted because we are very yeah. much monty don like is the head of the garden media and if one thinks that yeah. every gardener must be like him uh yeah. which is definitely not not the case uh yeah do you the same sort of thing in farming big time big time variety is the spice of life and it's um and it's not always shown i think and definitely it's yeah in farming i think you can 
you could definitely be tarred with the same brush. And there's always this, yeah, hey, get off my land sort of mentality. You're probably, yeah, you're going to be clinically obese and just sort of, I don't know, just, yeah, yeah, there's, there's just, there's, there's so many stereotypes out there of, of, of who, of who a farmer is. But actually, if you talk to different people, the, the stereotypes will be different. But yeah, but it's, it's, it's all about, I think it's all about, and it goes for anything, it's about getting, getting different, different voices out there and showing that diversity, which also means showing the people that you normally hear anyway as well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's about showing, yeah, showing that it's, it's all diverse and there's, yeah, there's, there's loads of people from loads of different backgrounds. There's also so many, especially, I mean, there is in, in both of our sectors of what we talk about, but there's so many different avenues you can go down in farming, which to be honest with you, until I listened to your podcast, I didn't really realize how many different types of farms there are. Yeah. It's insane. Honestly, yeah, if you can think of, yeah, if you think of a food, then there will be someone, there will be someone growing it. And yeah, we saw when, when you think of farming, you think of, yeah, wheat, barley, rape, maybe. Um, and then you think of pigs, chickens, beef and lamb, but that's only a few of the things there are. Yeah. I mean, there are people in the Cambridgeshire Fens, for example, who just grow the most amazing diverse mix of vegetables. Um, and at the same time, there's, there's inner city farms, uh, there's city, city farms, which, uh, which have loads and loads of different stuff and get loads of people involved really really early episode i did when i was living living in bristol um was of, of, of one of one of the city farms there um there are care farms there are people yeah people who help people with learning disabilities um there is yeah there are tiny tiny little dairy farms there are massive two thousand cow dairy farms um and and also it's really one thing i find really interesting which i'm starting to do more of as well is once you go out of the uk as well which is just yeah it's it's amazing you get even more diversity um so it's uh yeah it's about it's it's it's, it's fascinating man it really is there's one of the questions that i sort of what i was going to ask but Suggett's just asked in the comments he said uh, do farmers get annoyed of people who grow their own at home like us we talk about it a lot as it conflicts with farmers profits like we talk a lot about like it just for instance over halloween um pumpkin it's just how cheap yep. they're sold in supermarkets. Yep. We always yep. come up every single year around Halloween time on this show is how do farmers make any money? And it's the same with any vegetables, really. Mm-hmm. We know what goes in for it to um, be grown at home. And it's, you know, it can add up. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not yeah. um, expensive, expensive, but farming wise must cost a fortune. And then to then put it into the supermarkets is, it comes to us really cheap. So how does that even work? Yeah. First, I think it's a fantastic question. And the, the, the main answer I would say is that no farmers don't get annoyed as at all. I think, I think everyone should be growing as much as they possibly can. And actually the more that anyone can grow and getting to know about growing, the more that people, yeah, people will understand about food. And ultimately this is what we need to be talking about. We need to be talking about food. Um, so anyone who has an interest in food or growing food, brilliant and please just if you're doing it just keep keep yeah keep on doing it um the question of bottom lines is, is always a big one and i think that that goes with stereotypes as well in that 
some of the images of farming is is the rich farmer um and it's it's yeah it's it's a hard one because again you see there is massive diversity and there are there are rich farmers we, 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 we got to say that it does it they are there but there are all there are also a lot of farmers and a lot of farm workers who are really really living in really difficult ways um and really really struggling to make a living um Oddly, if you look at look abroad, say in in Germany, say it's actually more usual for farmers to have another living as well. Um, so they'll they'll farm and then they'll also have a day job. Um, that's less, yeah. It's, it's becoming becoming more so in the UK, but it is it is tough. And the the issue we have certainly with uh, with any any like like in gardening, I suppose. Yeah, if you if you think if you think of your basic inputs, what you're putting into the soil. Um, you've still got costs um so and and costs tend to be it's this this it's this weird thing i i, I run a i do another podcast for someone on, on dairy um and we talk a lot a lot about that at the moment that yeah uh, prices are higher so the price you're actually getting is higher but then your costs are higher as well so it's that it's still being squeezed yeah um, and it is it is a constant battle but i think farmers don't do it you don't really if, if you're farming for money then you you just go and just go and do something else because it's not it's not it's not the it's not an easy way to make yeah to, to make that uh, to make money but it's it's a great way of life um and i think that's that's why so many people yeah so many farmers just love what they do and it's so determined but going uh, again going back to the, the the question as well um and growing your own i think yeah please anyone listening if you and it's i i i think i think it works both ways as well because i think farmers should should try and engage more still and i think certainly on twitter say in farm, farming twitter is which is great twitter is a really good way of connecting farming but the conversation so often is oh we need to be talking to more people we need to be engaging people in farming well yeah but actually how do we do that and until we're actually reaching out more with other groups or working getting outside the farming bubble that yeah. ain't gonna happen um which is why it's, why it's so important but anyone yeah anyone with an interest in food food is the way to start um and i think that's yeah that's yeah if, if you have an interest in food um then yeah and just just ask questions as well i think that that's that's one thing open farm sunday in june is a brilliant way um if you go on the leaf website uh, leaf.org.uk linking environment and farming there's a massive long list wherever you are in the country I, th I think it is just the uk i think it is just the uk but um yeah you will find a farm local to you go and see it ask questions um and yeah just just find out more because yeah ultimately yeah it's just all about we just need to just all, all need to link together yeah that's brilliant do you have any um you can you can whisper it if you want but do you have any like controversies in in the farm industry like drama i'm not sure i can say it. yeah i'm not sure i can tell i i tell you what lee and you i don't know whether you get this but and it, as a podcaster you get told a lot of stuff that yeah. you can't you can't always say it's oh, like, you, why are you why are you telling me this that's no good telling me a secret it's coming out <laughs> but uh no but it's honestly like it is it is a massive privilege i think as well just to yeah just to get a get an insight into people's lives and just to be let into people's lives it's, a lot of these people I'll, I'll yeah i'll probably only meet for half a day an hour a couple of hours um 
but you really do you do build that connection with someone um and it's uh yeah i, I find with, with some people they they probably tell, tell you more than more than they told their family but <laughs> always always tell a stranger it's always easier to speak to a stranger maybe the tax man should and this is a serious suggestion if a tax man's watching they should hire podcasters because for some reason i won't say that people have told me this sort of stuff People are very open about what tax they pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but following on from that, like people do, like they like we said early on, they love to share. Um, and I suppose as a as a, I was only joking about telling all the secrets. I keep that for the, for uh, <laughs> I'll get people to pay for those secrets. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you later. Tell you yeah, later. yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but people do they they want to share share with you and uh, being a podcaster, they feel uh, especially after doing an interview, they feel open enough to to connect with you like that. That must be quite interesting for you for someone to to be able to see. even more behind the the curtain of farming yeah no absolutely and i've been i personally i've learned i've learned so much um over those few years um because i think again if in farming normally when you're when when i've got that hat on i'm mostly moving at a million miles an hour i'm mostly by myself um and you spend yeah, you do spend a lot of time by by yourself, um, in which is partly why I love doing this because you're actually constantly then speaking to people and meeting new people and getting new experiences that aren't just on your farm. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, lots lots of people lots of people um, just live like that, and it has. Uh, I mean, one thing one thing that we have in in farming become much much better at um, in the last, I would say, couple of years, maybe yeah no couple of years is talking about mental health in farming as well a uh, big big subject um loneliness isolation depression um suicides um it's um yeah it's it, it and it's again that's been about talking and connecting and just breaking stigma um so it's 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 amazing it's amazing how just communication um can can make such a difference and just building community like yeah. like yeah like this i suppose what an amazing show it's been tonight. My name is Advert Lee, if you don't already know. And I'm here to say, hey, have you got a product that you want Advert Lee to sell? Perhaps. I bet you do. Well, before you make your decision, let me show off my skills. Plants. It's a, it's a plastic one, but does that matter? He was, he was slagging plastic plants off the other week. Plants! You like plants? Probably get some real ones, but... Um, plants. Yeah. Yeah. If you want me to advertise your product, then please get in touch. Lee at skinnygingardener.co.uk Plants. Right, let's get back to this. Come on, Costa. 1,000 litres a year. And I'll rewind it a little bit. At least $50 to boot. Did you know that a leaking system can waste up to 16,000 litres of water a year? I didn't, but you know what you should do? You should put a little bit of food colouring in the top and then come back about 30 minutes later, Costa, and then you'll be able to see in the bottom whether it's been, been leaking. But 
let's do your idea. What are you going to say? Simple test. Get some food dye, put six drops in there, drop the lid back on, come back in 10 minutes. If there's any food dye down there, call the plumber and get it fixed. At least he didn't put a brick in the bottom. <laughs> I'll be 50 quid short. With all of these simple measures, like utilising a water-efficient shower head, reducing showers to four minutes, and changing the aerator on their taps, we've saved the Gantos family $150, or 25% off their yearly water bill. What are you going to do with the money? We're going to get a case of Volvic water. The one with a little bit of lemon in it. Oh, it's lovely and refreshing. With all the water systems that have been put in place today at Norma's, she's well and truly on the way to saving 50,000 litres of water a year. Now that's the equivalent of 133,000 glasses of water. Cheers. But I want to go one step further. He's not putting, he is. He must have, I reckon Costa's got a brand deal with these people. This three and a half thousand litre slimline tank will be plumbed into both of the Gantus's toilets and will save them around 20,000 litres a year. To buy and install this tank would be about three and a half thousand dollars. But most states have rebate schemes that make this a much more attractive proposition. Well, the plumbers are finished around the back here and they've done a fantastic job with their installation. The best part about the whole system is under the cover here, there's a water switch. Now, what that does is when the tank runs out of water, it automatically senses it and it switches over to mains water. So that means that the toilets can still flush even when the tank is empty. It's an idiot-proof system, and it's going to provide Norma and the family with an incredible saving long into the future. Absolutely idiot-proof. Next week, we're saving water in Norma's front yard by building her a water-wise, beautiful native garden. He should do our idea. I know this was 10 years ago, but we'll call him. He'll love this idea. Yeah. You uh, you put in uh, your your notes to me that your oh, yeah. favorite sound recorder so far was a turkey goblin. <laughs> Paul Kelly's farm was it his farm? Was it? Yeah, Paul Kelly just outside Chelmsford. Yeah, it was. Um, honestly, that was it. Was episode eight? If anyone wants to listen to it, and it was just let's yeah. This this guy, you, you go into the shed and you just make the you make the gobble noise, which I'm terrible at, but it's like like that. And they just answer back. Well, he has it down to a T, though, right? He really does. It's really epic. Good. It is really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> He's like, I love him. He's such a cat. I, I, I met him a few times because we did some bits at Jimmy's farm way back when. Okay. And uh, he is a. He's a. He's. I've never known someone so energetic about turkey. <laughs> yeah, I know. He really loves it. He's just, yeah. He, you go into a room with him and it's just energy. It's just, yeah. It's just like yeah. you can just tell. He's brilliant. Um, Great guy. If, if anyone uh, is going away uh, from this podcast and uh, going to listen to one episode, where would you, where, what would be the first, uh, obviously pop in the Paul Kelly one, but, but yeah. what would be the, the first go-to for you? Because we've got so few people in the comments. I'm sure we've got some people that's going to be listening to the, the main podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, again, again, 
it's a bit of a, a cop out question, a cop out answer because, um, but I think because they're all standalone. Uh, but a good a good way to start, I reckon. Oh, and I can't remember the exact number now. That's annoying. But it's round about fifty, maybe forty eight fifty. I did a road trip um, up to North Wales, um, and it's round about that time. Um, the Gareth Wynne Jones episode. That's a good one uh, to start with. Gareth Gareth's great character. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all they're all slightly different. So, yeah. but in the usual way, and. Yeah, I've yeah, I've I've done this with quite a lot of podcasts where you start right at the beginning. You can do that, but if you're anything like me, you then have to then listen to every single one afterwards. And like, there's life's too short, man. It's like, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's too many. There's too many other great podcasts to listen to. So <laughs> I wouldn't put anyone else through that. But dip dip dip, dip in and out, um, or just start start with the current episode start with the last one although monday's episode was a bit different the monday's episode was a bit serious because that was with like the ceo of the rsbb and 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 ffs and food and farming countryside commission so I've, I've started doing some more sort of serious interviews as well just but it's mostly about this is all about connecting people but connecting yeah. people in more in like a so it's sort of serious but not serious it's like sort of it's it's a strange balance, and I think I'm still trying to work out what that balance is. Um, it's quite hard to gauge, but it's yeah. I was I was always told that it, if you're going to make a podcast, then imagine you're imagine you're down at the pub with some mates. Yeah, that's that's sort of general feel, and then sort of cater for cater for who it is. But it's all about making people feel relaxed, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. I suppose, and also like like you say, like touching on serious subjects, but I mean. I mean, sometimes I don't know if you find this, and this is me. Where's the positivity about? It's over here, but we'll go uh, negative. Um, sometimes on on them real serious subjects, and you can listen to them, and they can be actually a bit boring. You sort of tail off. So I suppose as a, a podcaster, it's your job to keep that conversation. Like, don't get me wrong, people love their subject. Yeah. Sometimes they can go go on. It's your job to get them. Um, <laughs> like, come on. Yes. Yeah, so that. true. And you can you can tell when it's like sort of we need to take this on now, guys. Um yeah. but uh yeah, no, I I don't I think I think my my style is sort of I've sort of I I really I like people to to finish if they can, then because because their ideas will be developing as they go and not a lot I mean, a lot of my guests have probably never I've probably never done an interview before. So it's like a lot have and a lot of very, yeah, very, and you can, it's, it's always nice, dare I say, when you've got someone who is proper sort of, yeah, yeah, you're on it. You've done this before because it make, make, makes our job much easier. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like you say, it's, it, it's really important to sort of, yeah, to get the best out of anyone, I suppose. That's, that, that's part of what your job is, um, is to really connect with them um, and just sort of see where things going. So it's, yeah, like sort of, because yeah, you you, you sort of uh, where, where yeah where it's going and and move on, but um, yeah, ev everyone's worth listening to. Everyone's worth listening to. Mind you, I joined a couple of weeks ago. I listened to Dan the one the regenerate. I can't say the word regenerate regenerative word. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I yeah. say that word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed that man. I was I was jogging along listening to that. I thought it was yeah. Dan's an interesting guy actually. Yeah, and he's yeah travelled around the world and. Yeah, it's it, it, it's all those other things that yeah you sort of yeah because because you sort of think uh, well yeah I know I know the farming story and I roughly know what you're doing on your business but what else have you done 
what did you do? Yeah, what, what did you do? What, what, what kind of teenager were you like? Um, yeah. all, all, all those, all those other things. It's like it makes them a bit more human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I suppose. I mean, Dan, like you say, Dan did travel. I suppose you travelled and also did a lot of different farming things. Is that why you you're also so interested in so many different areas of farming now? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I think so. Um, I think I'm. I'm always. I've always been interested in anything that's a bit different, um, or anyone who's doing something that's a little bit different. Um, and I think also coming coming back to our farm here, um, I because I'd stepped out of farming for a long time, and dare I, say, I, I didn't really have any interest at all when I was when I was a teenager. Um, unlike a lot of yeah, a lot of young farmers will be just sort of boom, boom, boom. I'm in it, and that's 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 me done. Um, so I had a lot to learn, and the best way to learn, I think, is to go out and see what other people are doing, and then just trial and error and try things out. Um, I have tried some things out which have worked, and I've tried some things out that haven't worked, and I'm still learning big yeah. time. Um, but it is yeah it's about it's about going out and seeing seeing something that's a bit different um and 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 if you can give that a bit of publicity as well and give give them a shout out um and 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 yeah and and even getting customers if they sell direct then that's that's just a great yeah it feels great goats are really hard to catch mate aren't they (laughs) the only one you talk about yes they are i i have i hardly have any hair (laughs) and i put that down a lot to that goat farm that I worked on, they eat, they eat so much hair. They yeah, eat I, it. I only know. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I noticed from when I was at a goat farm in Australia, and they made us try and catch goats. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Tell me about that. Went to, <laughs> I went. To, I was traveling around, and we said, "Oh, we'll go for a week at a goat farm, right?" Okay. So goat farm, and they had us like trying to milk us night. Then goats are nutters. <laughs> they do not want the well, nothing really wants to be milked but goats definitely don't want to be milked and i don't know how they do it over in the uk but in australia they were like lassoing these goats <laughs> and crazy times man like anyway i heard uh, you say goats so i thought i'd just tell my goat story <laughs> that is epic uh i wish i wish there was footage of those times probably got i'll, I'll find a photo and send it to you tomorrow i'm <laughs> <laughs> friend uh ben um whereabouts can people we're going to talk about this this podcast and i'm going to uh, highlight a few awesome. episodes uh over the next uh three weeks but uh where can we find your podcast dude um so on twitter or instagram i'm at mtf underscore podcast um but it's on spotify apple podcast google podcast stitcher all the, all the usual podcast places um and it's recently i've recently started putting up on youtube as well um, which hardly has any, hardly has any, no, hardly anyone is looking on YouTube at the moment. So if you want to look on YouTube as well, just to see the video version as well, um, it's yeah, just search for Meet the Farmers podcast on YouTube uh, and it's on there. Awesome, dude. Nice one, man. Dude, thanks so much. Look, you're welcome to call in whenever you want, man. I'd, we'd oh, love thank to you so much. I know you're busy at the moment, but uh, if you fancy calling, then um, awesome. we're, we're always here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for everything you do as well because it's yeah it's genius cheers mate that always helps when uh people inflate my ego uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude thanks so much man i'll speak to you later cheers mate thanks. Bye,
Wow, man. What a week. I loved having Ben on. I loved having him. What a start to the week. I loved it. I hope you enjoy that too. Like I say, meet the farmers and support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. If you're listening, click the link. Go listen to one of the episodes. There's so many great episodes on there. Go listen. My favorite one, recent favorite one, I spoke about it in the interview, that one with Dan about the regenerate, regenerate, I'm not going to say it. Regenerative. Did I say it? Go check that one out. I think it's about from two weeks ago. But they're really great interviews. And uh, like I say, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of uh, Ben Eagles. This is not how he speaks. Ben Eagles, fantastic. Uh, almost, a, almost like a DJ voice, but not from the 80s. Well, I'm from the 80s DJ voice, but he's from like, hey, Cabaret Extra DJ voice. <clears throat> anyway, uh, thanks so much uh, for tuning in to the podcast uh we are growing this family it's getting bigger and bigger team bigger and bigger at 12 can you believe this right around the world twelve thousand of you download this podcast every day to listen to me oh i can't, I can't people around around me won't even listen the neighbors won't listen to me anymore i'm just chatting all the time uh Thank you so much. It means so much to me. Uh, look, if you fancy it, go give it a share. Thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a subscribe. Really appreciate it. Share, you know what I said, share it to your mum. Advert Lee's done this already, and he share it to your mum, share it to your dad, share it to. I feel like I'm sounding more like Advert Lee every day. <laughs> uh, oh, lockdown, guys. We're almost there. We're almost there. Anyway, what a great week. Thanks so much, everyone. I really appreciate all your support with the podcast. Tune in if you fancy it. We're actually live. If you're listening to this on the podcast, we are actually live. I don't pay Richard Sully at the car. I don't pay Bed. They are, I know many of you have said they're brilliant, but we're live. You can be part of the show, man. Come be part of it live Monday to Friday, 8 p.m. UK time. So I don't know why it works. So if you have to wake up at 1 a.m., then it has to be done, doesn't it? It's all for the cause. All fun garden and chit-chat. And uh, I love it, man. I love it. You guys are keeping me rocking and rolling throughout this pandemic. So I appreciate you so much. Next week, we've got Alan Mary on the show talking about well-being, which is probably well-timed uh, for how I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, so tune in to that. But for now, look after yourself. Look after that garden. I ain't said this for a while. Look after the garden. But most of all, what is it? Look after. What is it? Look after yourself. Look. No, look up. But look after yourself. Anyway, <clears throat> look after yourself. Look after the family. But most of all, look after the garden. Doesn't sound right. Can someone tweet me what I used to say at the end of the podcast? Cheers. Much love. Look after yourself. Peace later. Pacilia. Pacilia. Or Pacilia. You just read it off the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm on. Oh, I can't hear anyone. <laughs> I've done something wrong with the thing. Anyway, elephant poop is what i got. Good evening, mate. How are you? Great, mate. Your, your, your signal is always terrible, but I'm good, my friend. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. You got an allotment? 
when I go, don't put artificial compost on top of me, all right? You've got to get composted, Lee. Yeah, I'm definitely... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Advert Lee here. Enjoyed the show? Good. You can listen to the best of episodes on the podcast every Sunday. That's right. Lee uploads it every Sunday. The best of podcast. So get out of bed, grab yourself a cuppa, and pop in the headphones, and you can listen to the best of the week. Or we have some absolute corkers. Go give it a listen. But from me, Advert Lee, and from Lee, see you next time. Bye-bye. This is a Sydney Gardener Dachshund. Who said that? Not me.